All right. <clears throat> welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, we have the podcast back. It's not gone. I was just sick and I had a cold and I didn't want to do a podcast when I had a cold because no one's to talk when you have a cold. So I am back now and get this thing rolling again. So i uh, got some topics I want to cover today, but as always, before we get started, I want to give you my cheap sales pitch. We have the Always an Athlete Team seven-day free trial for those of you that want to join. You can um, hop on in and get started the first week. It's free. So just kind of get your feet underneath you, get comfortable with movements, and if you guys like it, stick around. We also have the EdU back up. EdU is where I put all of my detailed presentations. Um information like whether it's articles or video whiteboard lectures exercise demonstrations myself and paul put that together <laughs> it's 30 bucks a month which is a ridiculously cheap price because people will charge like 500 dollars for a certification and our monthly fee i guess our yearly fee is 360 with a course basically updated every month it's pretty ridiculously awesome if you are a person who likes to learn which i'm assuming you might be if you're listening to this um, because we're always updating stuff that we are learning that we're kind of, uh, diving into and better understanding and sharing that through different means and methods. So whiteboard presentations, informal kind of talks and courses and one-off things. So you can check that out. Um, as always, if you guys want to get some subs, check out upper echelon nutrition. I take the subs. I, t- I take the sleep support right now. I take the protein. I take the collagen. Um, the sleep support's pretty awesome. I've had sometimes in the past some issues uh, waking up in the middle of the night. And since taking the sleep support, it's not a melatonin-based product. It is support. It's not like going to knock you out on your back. I haven't been waking up at night. And that's a really big plus because that's something I would routinely do. It just helps you sleep a little bit better. Like, you know, the idea of it is, is to support your sleep. Um, so for those of you interested in that, you can check it out. It's on the upper echelon link I'll put down below to all these supplements. Check out the website. The collagen's fire. I love that a lot. It's really good. Um, obviously, I think the protein stuff, some, I think it's the best tasting protein out there. That's just my bias opinion, but I really do think so. So oh, <laughs> before I go, go any further, I, didn't, I remember when I was in college <clears throat> and I first wanted to gain weight. And this is, has to do with protein, so you guys will hang in there with me. Um. You guys probably have done this path, maybe, where you are want to gain some weight and you go, oh, I need more protein. You know, I need more calories. And people say, you know, peanut butter has protein in it. So you're like, all right, rad, dope. I'll have some peanut butter, then um, some protein powder, and some whole milk. And then, well, how do I want to blend this all together? And as a college kid, I didn't want to make a shake every day. So I put like it in cereal with my Cheerios. And I make this like concoction with like a banana in there as well. I mean, looking back on it, it might have been 1,300 calories, two hearty scoops of peanut butter, very generous scoops of peanut butter, Um, probably a cup of Cheerios, probably a cup of whole milk, maybe a cup and a half, scoop of protein, a whole banana. Is that everything in it that I said? Peanut butter, protein, banana. Um, And then sometimes I would just add a little bit more (laughs) peanut butter to it because, you know, why not? And I'd have that like twice a day. I'd have it in the morning with my breakfast and I'd have it at night. The fact that I was not just gargantuan is pretty amazing. But uh, 
looking back on that, I don't know if I could eat that now. That's too many. <laughs> I might blow up physically. Um, but the protein and cereal thing has stuck with me. Call me a weirdo. Call me what you want. I still put protein in my cereal sometimes. Um, Rice Krispies are really good for that. The vanilla upper echelon protein and Rice Krispies taste like a Rice Krispie treat. The chocolate's very good too. Rice Krispies are kind of the perfect base, I think, just because they're kind of that nothingness. And they, you know, you, you close your eyes, it's kind of like eating a hundred grand bar, little Krispies on top. I just had, we'll talk about that today too. Halloween just happened. I had my Halloween candy review and some play this much. My, my uh, taste buds have changed now that I'm 30 years old. I eat like, I like old people candy, I guess now, but the moral of the story is I'm the type of guy who puts protein in my cereal mixes. And I still do that honey bunch of oats, man. That's, that's the one to go with. It's really good, but it doesn't always play well with the protein. Just kind of the better cereal. But the Rice Krispies, I just had it recently, just a second ago. Some Rice Krispies and some protein powder as a snack and some whole milk because I'm a child, I guess. But deal with it. Um, so, yeah, we'll go straight to the Halloween stuff. Halloween happened here. Uh, we had some pretty cool, good neighborhood, good trick-or-treaters around. And uh, it, it's cool, man. I don't remember being... I feel like the kids are cooler than I was when I was a kid. I remember, well, not that old, but I remember I was trick-or-treating. I didn't trick-or-treat past the age of like eight i guess but my costumes were lame and i didn't really care that much it's, it's on me you know i'll take fault where fault should be placed or blame should be placed it's on me um and that is my doing why it is not good it was not good and um this year we had some pretty cool ones we had a, a couple of now it seems like in vogue that the parents dress up i don't remember that being a thing when i was a kid i remember going out and maybe like a parent like a We'd have a minimal effort costume, like they'd wear a t-shirt with a pumpkin on it, or a Superman t-shirt was kind of a good throwaway. Um, maybe you might wear a witch's hat or like a sorcerer's hat. And that was all the extent of it for the parents. But some that someone showed up here in like a full the whole family was dressed up as the Wizard of Oz. And it's actually very well done. I thought it was kind of clever. Um, passed out some, you know, the can the parents don't obviously trick or treat the kids do, but we had them. Um, we had some people dressed up as uh, those are the, the was it hocus pocus group they were well done um we had a couple of other trick-or-treaters that were dressed up as um whatever cartoon stuff i don't know what kids even watch nowadays but they were well done and i remember being like wow my costume sucked i just wore like a basketball jersey when i was a kid and said give me candy um so we had the, the candy was out and I'm not a big gummy candy guy. Like I get their tasty. That's not candy though. That's like, that's it is candy, I guess. Don't get me. Yes. Okay. I get Skittles and that stuff is candy. I'm talking about Halloween deserves to have, I always favor the chocolate realm of candy and Halloween. And so I was tasting the candies and I think, I mean, I think I'm a big peanut M&M's fan. Like, I remember as a kid, I'd make fun of people who like peanut M&M's. That's like the most grown-up thing to like. I think peanut M&M's are a top-tier candy. It's kind of, the fact it has a peanut in it makes you kind of feel like this might be a little bit like health food. And because of that, you can sneak a couple packs here and there. Just basically eating peanuts, and peanuts are health food. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that peanuts are a health food. Just mentioned how I was eating peanut butter for the protein a minute ago. Even though we know the bioavailability of that peanut butter and protein's not the world's greatest, but you know, we can justify things. 
Um, I was actually really disappointed in a Kit Kat. You know, it's one of those things you eat in the first bite. You're like, this is awesome. The second bite, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That's I've had enough of that. Big fan of the Twix. Twix are very good. Um, Snicker bars, I have determined that not even a candy. It is like, a, uh, was it a turtle? You call those things? You get like a Valentine's box chocolates. It is not in the same level. There's too much complexity to it. It's probably the most complex candy out there. Um, so it kind of sits in its own category. 100 grand was meh. A York peppermint patties should not be included. That's not okay. A Milky Way is actually pretty lazy. I didn't realize it was just chocolate and caramel. Um, Three Musketeers, I do appreciate the weird inside to it. Very different, whatever that marshmallow fluff thing might be. Um, and they're actually kind of pretty, pretty good. They're decent. Um, Almond Joys, you have to be... Oh, man, you got to be like 70 years old to like those. My wife likes those, but okay, she can have them. Um, and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Also, people aren't going to like I say this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups kind of suck. Like they're kind of gross. It's just too much peanut butter. It's too much. Yeah, I know. I said it. I went there. I don't like it. Not a big fan. Um, but you know. We to each their own, I guess. Eat your own candy that you like. Go wild. If you're a York peppermint patty fiend, nothing against you. Just not my cup of tea. So uh, Halloween kind of wrapped up here. Uh, wrapped up. Wrapped up for everybody, obviously. Um, and I was kind of getting back a swing of things physically. And then all of a sudden, I obliterated my shoulder. Yep. Playing basketball. I got like a really weird fluke accident. So I was playing one-on-one. And it's like the it's always the last game, I guess, when you get hurt because you know you're not gonna play another one after. And I drove to the hoop, and on the step, I got a driving right. So I was on the right wing, I was driving to the right side of the hoop. I got past the defender, but as I got past him with my head, not my head, my shoulder, and my leg, he had stepped up at the same time. So he had like closed the gap, and my head didn't get through. So my head got caught. So in my Hell, all pun intended. In my head, I thought I was by him. So I had my shoulder, my leg, I cleared him. So I pushed off, but my head didn't get through all the way. It got caught on him. And it just absolutely whiplashed and mushed my head into my neck and my shoulder. And now I can't move my shoulder at all. So I'm going to see got x-rays today. And then I'm going to go to uh, the doctors, whatnot, get MRI and all that fun stuff. And it could be a torn rotator cuff. Kind of what it feels like. I'm really hoping there's some percentage left. I do not want surgery. I do not want surgery. I repeat, I do not want surgery on this. I'm too old to get surgery in my shoulder. I'm in the middle of my athletic bulking, and it's actually going pretty well. And if I just don't athletic anything and I just bulk, it'll be called fat. And so <laughs> it's a bad time to go into surgery at the moment. Um, so we'll see. Um, but the point of that is people, I posted about it on social media, and some people are like, Oh, you think all your bench pressing is what didn't prepare you for that contact? No, nothing like they don't use my negative to disprove my training. It's a weird thing. I hate when people use someone's injury, someone's negative outcome as evidence that somehow they are correct. First off, you don't plan for any sort of that contact. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to plan. So my neck gets whiplash like a car accident training for that. No, it's just a freak accident. That stuff happens. That's life. That's a big issue I have with the current social media, man. It's like no one's allowed to get hurt. 
if you get hurt, you're wrong. I get hurt all the time. Why? Because I play sports. People get hurt. It's the it happens. There's two moving bodies that collide. Whether you go for a rebound, you're driving the hoop, you're playing defense, you're not going to prepare your body for that. Don't be silly. What you want to do is have a good plan. If you do get hurt, understand what to do. And so, like, it's the great example of like, do you, and it leads to good conversation. We'll talk about it here in a second. But like, someone else's incorrectness, by the way, is not evidence you're right. Like, even if I am incorrect in bench pressing a lot, which you can screw off. I want to bench press, deal with it. I'm going to accept the consequences of possibly catching a freak accident and whiplash. Someone messaged me. They said that they actually tore their bicep rebounding once. And I'm like, yeesh, capiche, man. Like, that's something that I guess could happen. Um, that's a fluke, bro. That stuff happens. And people don't want to admit it. People want to have everything be perfect. They want everything to be this magical. Oh, I know the way. I know how to do it. And those people never train anyone. You notice that people who always make outrageous claims about no one ever getting hurt. Like, they don't train no one. People get hurt. Sports, bro. If you've ever been an athlete or trained an athlete, you know people get hurt. If you don't appreciate people get hurt, you're not prepared for it. If you just sit on the end of the, the realm of like, no one's supposed to get hurt ever. Well, when they get hurt, what are you going to do? Are you are you ready? Do you know the protocol you're going to listen to? Who's on your team? Thankfully, I'm very blessed and I have a lot of people I know in this area because I work with athletes and athletes need a team. When an athlete comes and sees me, I need to make sure I know who the PTs are in the area, the massage therapist, nutrition options, meal prep options. I'm pretty decently connected in that sense. So I am able to go through that process myself, but I am prepared for it. Um, and that leads me to the, uh, the question I got recently is actually before I got hurt, ironically, because Someone said, oh, you know, should you train through injury? And I might have talked about it on here before. Maybe I talked about it last episode for all I know. But basically, training through injury is a very delicate thing. Like training through a partial tear of a rotator cuff injury is one thing versus like, hey, I have a bruised knee. So is the injury going to hurt you if you continue? Or is the injury going to get worse if you do something on it? Or is it just painful? Right? Is it painful or is it hurt? As my dad used to say. And you can, and that's a very fair way to look at things. And you can make sure you make the right training decisions off of that. But to think like, oh, you know, you just train through everything. That's pretty stupid too, because I've had athletes, the minute we have an ache or a pain, we shut things down pretty quick, especially the off season, man. In the off season, you got to shut things down. You do not need a Chernobyl experience. We don't need a meltdown. We don't need to be the tough guy and fight through things. If it goes south, let's figure out why and, you know, shut the faucet off, stop the presses, and let's go back and look at everything. And too often, people just want to keep fighting through, keep fighting through, keep fighting. No, just take a break. I'd rather have a four-day interruption of training than three weeks of operating at 75%. Any day, I now I say that about my athletes, and I'm the hard-headed, stupid idiot that doesn't live by that rule i'm out here trying to squat with half a shoulder and it's like ah, oh, my arm hurts i wonder why <laughs> do as i say not as i do but i can do that because i don't have any i'm not getting paid to play like that's not my game i'm not this is not a, a situation where i'm a professional athlete like, oh, i'm gonna make sure my body's right no i'm a bum i'm old 
I am not exciting. I am lame. And so if I'm beat up, what's the difference? Um, so that's kind of my little spiel for that aspect. People didn't ask, well, because I got sick recently, trained around sickness. And I actually did train a little bit when I was sick. And three big takeaways when I'm sick. One, the minute you feel good, don't go 100%. It's so easy to try and push yourself because you've taken a couple of days off and you feel really strong. You're like, yeah, I feel great. And you just crush yourself and you feel sick again for the next two days. So um, don't crush yourself. Number two, during the actual workouts, if you really are just kind of like, I feel good, but I don't feel good. I don't know. Um, do things that are doable. I know that sounds silly, but I, I try to avoid anything that'd be exhausting. I try to avoid anything that requires immense efforts. I keep it below the 85% intensity. I don't mean intensity of weight. I mean, intensity of like mental strain. How much mental effort is this exercise, this workout going to make me uh, use? And that's a big, by the way, that's a huge aspect of training people to talk about is the macro intensity of a workout. What's the intensity of your lift? How much weight did you lift? Now, what's the macro intensity? How much total effort did you have to apply to get through this workout? Something we don't talk about that's very important. It's really important for um, fatigue and overload because sometimes if, if it takes more intensity to perform the same workout, that is a sign that you are getting fatigued, more mental exertion. So I try not to have huge efforts when I'm sick. I want to do something, stay in movement. Um, you know, I, I don't want to, especially if I was kind of sick for a while, it was like seven or eight days, kind of weird sickness. The illness got me. Um, I wanted to make sure that I could still like go through the range of the motion and not be in pain when I came back. So I just kind of did stuff that got through the movements and I could move well. And then that was about it. Um, nothing too crazy. It wasn't like I was out here on the, you know, assault bikes going until I couldn't see straight. But I also wasn't just, um, you know, getting up and off the couch. Not that workout. It was a little more than that. So, no. You train within the realm that makes sense for yourself. Um, and then lastly, a little update, Aruni here is the old TikTok machine. I know, I know you guys have heard me talk about the TikTok before. I'll talk about it again. It's interesting. It allows you to try out new things. And my page has been growing. We're at 14,300 followers. Yo, posting about basketball content, some weightlifting, strength conditioning stuff. But basketball content, isn't that cool? I have a new avenue to express a creative form that isn't just strength and conditioning. I like strength and conditioning, but this world of strength and conditioning on social media sometimes drives me insane. Um, and part of it has to do with just the general volume of shenanigans going on. <laughs> um, and also because of, like it doesn't impact me, yet it impacts me. What I mean by that is I see stuff that frustrates me or... I don't even frustrate me. I compare myself to it. I would like this. I would like that. And I don't have this and I don't have that. And I want, I want people to engage with this post and they don't engage with that post, but they like this post and I don't really like that post. And I posted it anyway and people like it. Um, so, and then, you know, it's just part of the whole song and dance of everything. So that's kind of the, the TikTok though, allows you to have some new interesting creativity. Granted, the retention rate is about nil. I'll make a post that maybe will get 300,000 one that's like 1.7 million uh, views talking about my experience playing basketball with Jeremy Lin. I got like, I don't know, 
a thousand followers from it, which like, okay, cool. You know, it's not less than a 1% retention rate, uh, conversion rate to followers, whatever. I'm not even sure if followers matter that much on TikTok. If I can just make videos that get 30,000, 50,000 views and I don't have that many followers. So that's again, the interesting aspect of TikTok is content kind of rules in that sense. If you make something that's engaging, it will stay engaging. So um, some things you can kind of, you know, play with, mess around with there and practice being more comfortable talking to stuff and stuff, talking about stuff, talking to your phone. And I think it's all oh, it's a good quality to have. Um, that's kind of the, the, the catch you up to date on things. I will be doing more of these podcasts. I promise. I got to make it to 100. I got to make it to 100 before I give up hope. Um, I'll keep you updated on my shoulder and some things I'll be doing for it. The athletic bulk is going well. It's very fun. Um, I squatted like 400 pounds. It's not full depth, Max. It probably wasn't full depth. But I haven't squatted really like that in a while, in a long while. A lot of my athletes, we don't squat. So I've been doing trap bar. And I went and squatted 400. Kind of easy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now I stopped because my knee kind of hurt. And this is why I stopped squatting in the first place as much. Because I think I have a torn meniscus in one of my knees. But who cares? I'm old. Doesn't matter. Um, but it actually felt fine for the most part. For me, I need to squat sitting back. That old west side barbell kind of powerlifting squat. I grew up squatting like that. Doesn't hurt my knees. I started squatting like that again. Doesn't hurt my knees. So that's pretty cool. Knees behind toes for me, I guess. Um, and that's my uh, going to be my, my my squatting stance. And it works well. If you don't like it, deal. You guys can squat however the heck you want. I don't care. Um, so as always, you know, I would love to get some more guests on here. Some people to talk to now that I'm back and feeling well. We hope to have a strong November and December with this podcast. And as always, I appreciate all you listeners. And we're going to keep try and keep it uh, not super short and on these 15 minute ones, maybe between the 20 to 35 minute realm. I have some uh, fun guests I hope lined up. I got a buddy of mine who I played point guard with. I played point guard with who I played basketball with. who's a point guard. He's been kind of doing a new stuff on social media stuff as well. Um, get him on there. We got some fun basketball stories we can talk about. I want to make this podcast more than just strength conditioning, but something you guys actually enjoy to listen to. And so if you are a listener and you enjoy this podcast, you want to hop on a podcast episode with me. That'd be kind of fun thing to do. Let's be creative. Let's have some fun and let's think about what might work. So I appreciate you guys as always. Take care. Thanks for listening and peace out.